Oh, Steve. Richie. Steve, they're back, Steve. They're back? The angry UK mob of UK citizens who uh, occasionally gather outside my window for some reason in Brixton to voice their complaints about the current political situation. They're back. Oh, no. Hold on. I'm going to open the window and see what they have to say this time. And I don't want to vote in another election. <laughs> My local polling station smells like wee and I want to go back again. They keep making me go back and it smells like wee. Why do we keep gathering outside this Irish guy's house? I don't even know where you're from anymore, mate. Where are we just talking to each other now? <laughs> yeah, it's like, getting, it's like getting an image of the mob, you know, like a close-up. Oh it's, oh, it's a little like vignette. It's like a, maybe... That sounds French! Get him! <laughs> oh, no, I... Uh, I heard it uh, on Coronation Street, so I did. <laughs> I watched it on the old goggle box, so I did. No, you sound like a pervert! Uh, yeah. You know. Briggs is not all that bad. You and me found each other, didn't we? I'm yeah, not... outside this Irish guy's apartment, didn't we, just? Anya just came in and I'm terrified. <laughs> oh, hi, Anya. That's <laughs> me, a friendly British mobster. <laughs> <laughs> but not that kind of mobster, you know, like in an angry mob kind of way. But I'm sweet, don't you know? I'm just going to let you roll with this. I don't have the capability to keep up. Oh, you know... <laughs> I haven't been getting much sleep lately, Steve. This could be part of why. <laughs> Neither have well, I, but we're going two different ways. I'm shutting down and you're doubling down. <laughs> okay, I'm going cl- to close the window and block out these, bo- these horny mobsters. <laughs> oh. All right, we have to hang on. I've crawled up your window. I'm outside. <laughs> oh my God, he's here. He's in Ireland. Let me, let me in. I've, I've got more things to say. Here comes the Hercules. Oh, he's here. Hercules is here. Aww. Oh, he's wagging his tail. Oh, he's here. Hello, Hercules. Is this in the show? Is this part in the show? Is part of the show? Oh, he's so brown and chocolate and lovely. And he doesn't. Oh, hi, Herc. I wish I could see. How does it describe? I can't see him describe how he looks. Uh, he's a chocolate Labrador with a big helicopter tail, and he's dragging his lead along the ground to make the audio <laughs> even louder. Oh, how's his hips? His hips are great, actually. Yeah, we haven't had an update. Yeah, this is uh, me checking in on Hercules' hip dysplasia. I'm not some sort of puppy pervert. <laughs> it's not, just for those it's who not don't that know. Guy back. This is this is that guy's. Uh, describe for me, you don't. Now you sound like Peter Sellers at a Doctor Strange love. <laughs> My throat is actually starting to hurt. <laughs> That's what happens. I'll save. I'll bring him back for the end of the episode for the for the close. That's what happens when you're possessed by a molester demon. Well, that's it. Tale as old as time. So if that um, kind of weird th- that mobster that mob um, thing got a little bit off the rails, but I think they were originally there because they're unhappy about the current political situation in the UK. Well, luckily, to say. yeah, but it's okay to be unhappy about it at the moment because they have an opportunity to vote. That's so, it. And is that what we're going to talk about this week? No, 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 no. 
No, let's do what um, bagels. We're going to talk about canine suffrage again. Woohoo! Dogs need to vote. I would trust them much more than that guy. <laughs> I was going to bring him back, but I need to, my throat's still sore. No, we're going to talk about the, the general election, which is happening, what, December 12th? December 12th, yep. We, we've been doing this, so usually, sometimes, uh, we, we cover news at the start of our episodes. But whenever, for the last few times, anytime it's come to Brexit, we've kind of shrugged it off because it's so you know, messy and complicated and all over the place. And part of that, I guess, is... Shrugged it off is violently, a, just like, we don't, yes. we don't want to fucking... Well, sh- shudder it off, I would, <laughs> I would say. That's um, <laughs> <laughs> my shudder sound. Audience, feel free to isolate that and use it as a ringtone. <laughs> I do. Hold on, I'll give them a clip. I'm going to give them a clean take. Hold on. <laughs> that was way more violent. <laughs> That's your sex noise. I know that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> and that's just when you're taking off your pants. <laughs> oh, very good. But no, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about Brexit a bit, but mainly through the lens of this general election that's coming up. Yes, because maybe, absolutely, finally, it could be over after this. Maybe, who's to say? But more than likely, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but who's to say? Us. That's who. Uh, just before, before we get into it, uh, you know the way. You know the way I've been kind of living off the grid the last few weeks and months. Um, I tried to get a bit back on the grid this morning by reading the news, and the first news story I saw um, is a new story about Vladimir Putin wanting to replace Wikipedia with a Russian version of Wikipedia. What's it called? Uh, Pudipedia. <laughs> <Fuck all people. laughs> that sounds like a, a, a like a poodlepedia. Yeah, he basically just wants to replace uh, Wikipedia with um, a digitized version of the paper Russian um, encyclopedia that like, was worked on for like 2007, 2014. And he basically wants to take the paper version, make it digital, and then that's that. No live updates, no nothing. All right, so he just wants, he wants an online be, version of Russia Botanica. Russia, Russia Tanica. That's basically it. And then I stopped reading the news, so. Oh, well, great. You're really up to speed then. It'll be a fully engaged conversation. It will. <laughs> it will indeed. So catch me up. Well, we, let's do other things first. Oh, yeah. I'm after skipping past a whole bunch <laughs> of shit. <laughs> Sorry, we, we, we have uh, show notes that we use to try and keep this thing a, even a little bit on rails. And I just barreled past a whole chunk of very important <laughs> things, actually. Okay, so first of all, Richie, explain to the good people what, what, what this is. What are they listening to? What this show is? Yeah. Uh, oof, make it sound um, like you actually know the answer this time. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say when two men love each other very much. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them is very ignorant to politics. Uh, but the other one is quite uh, And the other one um, wants to know more. Politics. Sorry? And the other one wants to know more. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Uh, and they get together and hug in a very special way with microphones. Um, a podcast is born. Uh, nine months later. And that's basically what happened with this. It took us a long time to get off the ground. No, it didn't. We just ran with it and released it out into the world. That, oh, actually, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> a little bit too quickly, maybe. Um, nearly three years later, here we are still doing the same thing. Three years. Nearly three years. Nearly three years. It's actually, this is a part, episode 89. Yeah. It's been 20 episodes since our episode 69. I mean, that was the high point. That was, that was a high point. Ooh. Ah, <laughs> oh, shudders. Uh, is that good enough what is what I'm... We're going for our it's third live show. We are going for a third live show. In Dublin? Um, November Dublin. 22nd? Absolutely, in the Workman's Club. Richie's so far with... off the grid he can barely remember the details of his own life. 
Are you going to, are you going to be podcast there? Are we, are we, are we a nerd this podcast? Which one are we? Uh, we're the Irish Times politics podcast and we're going, oh, we're, that's right. we're going to be performing with this, these two each. It's called what am politics. I hate, fucking hate those oh, guys. So they just, you know, I think they're fascists. <laughs> I gave them, I gave them one star on uh, the Irish IG. Well, at least you did your bit. <laughs> we can all rest easy that the fascists won't take over now. Yeah, give them one star, take them down. This is how we do it. So we save democracy. No, yeah, we're performing at the Workman's Club as part of the Dublin Podcast Festival. And tickets are still on sale, but there's not as many left now. No, about three quarters of them have been sold by the last reckoning. Amazing. Okay, so there's only some left. 7,000 if I remember the size of the Workman's. Are we Crow Park or Workman's? I keep getting that mixed up in my mind. Well, I've been telling everyone one of them, so hopefully the right one. I can't remember which. I'll tell. I'll tell the everyone else the other, and we'll get some. <laughs> we'll get, we're guaranteed to get some people. Anyway, Dublin's so small; it's only a hop and a skip away from one or the other. We'll just shamble along. Eighteen thousand people go down the road to the Workman's. Perfect. Uh, we have special guest Lena Norms, which is a hell of a get. I still don't know how we did that. She's flying all the way in from London, uh, and it's going to be lovely. We got some special bits planned. It's going to be a fun old night. You're going to do a flip. I'm going to do a flip and that's about it. I'll probably break my neck and it'll be over very quickly. My ma will be there and she'll be very upset. But the show and must go on. It will. Lena's a better Richie than Richie can ever hope to be anyway. So. <laughs> Is that enough on the live show? Sure. Oh, where can they get the tickets? Uh, in, the sh- in the show notes. Um, there's, I think there's a bit.ly link. Uh, bit.ly slash. No, 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 no. There's a little man with a kiosk built into your podcast app right now. And if you knock on the screen of your phone or whatever device you're using to listen to this, it will... Get your tickets here! <laughs> Fresh off the pro- podcast bakery. What am I doing? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Get them on the hat. <laughs> Extra, extra, read about it. <sighs> Steve, if you don't want to do this podcast with me anymore, I, I'll understand. No, it's fine. Um, yeah, you just can't do impressions. I don't want to do this podcast with me anymore. <laughs> you just can't do impressions. You've established that so often and yet you keep on doing them. It's great. I keep, yeah. I encourage you to do them as well because of results like mm-hmm. this. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so now we've covered all of our bases. We've shouted about tickets. Tickets link in the description if you want them. And we all, they're also on our socials uh, if you want to go, go get them there. Um, but now, down to business. Bum, bum, bum. What was that? That's our down to business. That's what it was leading to. Uh, always does. Uh, let's talk about the, this old general election. Yeah. First of all, I want to give it a caveat, a really good quote from the fantastic Andrew Meyer of the BBC. Um, he was, they put him at the, they put him at the head of the election cast BBC podcast. And I think it's really relevant. He's basically telling everyone, if anybody tells you that they, th- I don't, that, that's a terrible Andrew Meyer impression. You should read it. You should do it. Uh, if anybody tells okay, you. Stop, 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 stop. That they think. <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> You do it uh, Just read it normally If anybody tells you that they think they know That's not how I read it <laughs> If anybody tells you that they think they know what is going to happen Cock an eyebrow, smile politely and turn your back That's what I said But yes, that's a very good, that's a very good quote Yeah, it is And it's really Because what it's setting up is like No one's an expert on this This is completely unprecedented Not just, it's impossible to be a fucking expert Yeah and, with and that, if you claim to be, then you're, you know, lying. So what's our expert opinion on this, Richie? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you. 
<laughs> no, let me let you tell me. Because <laughs> I don't know what I need you to tell me. <laughs> All right. So let's briefly, since we've been skipping what's been going on in the UK for the last couple of months, because it's just infuriatingly frustrating. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, give, we'll give a brief narrative. So Boris Johnson became prime minister back in the summer. Yeah. Um, he actually went off and got a new deal with the UK. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry. Oh, fuck you. The U- with the UK. <laughs> with the UK. Uh, he got a, a, a deal with the EU, um, shockingly, even, and he brought it back to the House of Parliament. But Parliament wouldn't pass it. So he said, feck it. I am not going to sit around just holding my whatever, like Theresa May did, I am actually going to go back and ask for a mandate from the people in an election. Then there was a whole other kerfuffle about that until eventually after a couple of weeks, the parliament agreed to it. All of a sudden. It was kind of sudden. Okay. So Labour... So is he trying to do what Theresa May tried to do that time, where she's trying to like strengthen her position by calling a general election and getting a stronger mandate for Brexit? Yes, but the difference being that Theresa May did it with a hypothetical Brexit, whereas Boris actually has a deal on the table. Right. So that's the, that's the important thing to keep in mind. There is actually a deal, and we'll come to Boris Johnson's interpretation of that later. Okay. So is this then uh, a Brexit election, like another one? Yes, this is the fourth Brexit election by my account. Okay, break break down the four, the four of them for me. Uh, the other three, I guess. I'm not, by elections, I mean electing representatives. I'm not even counting the fucking referendum. So Yeah, don't. Yeah, <laughs> That's hilarious. You have Theresa May's election that she, like you said, she called. Um, when she, the snap election. Uh, yeah, snap election. Did you snap? <laughs> N- no. <laughs> Um, her snap election that she tried to get a a stronger majority but ended up with no majority and support from the DUP right and then you had the local elections in the UK which were essentially Brexit elections as well and then you had the European elections that they were forced to have from all the extensions they were Brexit elections the Brexit party and the Liberal Democrats the strongest Leave and Remain parties did really well and now Mm -hmm. we have a final hopeful oh my god I cross my fingers and say this final Brexit election do you Steve look Deep within yourself. Okay. How much do you believe that? Not not in the least. <laughs> you didn't even have to look that deep right there. No, it's right there on the surface, like a big feckin' mole. It's there, on your, it's there in your belly button. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, no, he get there. <laughs> oh, he's omnipresent. Oh, he's the worst. <laughs> so, technically, it is going to be a Brexit election because to a certain extent... One party involved, one major party, Boris Johnson and the Tory party, have a deal on the table and are, I believe, serious in saying that they will get Brexit done if you give them a majority. Okay. But the problem... Done by when? Well, okay. He... So what his his speech that he's making is that we have a Brexit deal there. It's, it's, it's blah, blah, blah. We have the Brexit deal and it's, it's ready. Just put it in the microwave. We're going to set a gas mark for blah, 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 blah. Pierce the lid. And blah, blah, blah. There we go. We're away. <laughs> Did you ever use the microwave? <laughs> this is Bar- This is actually Boris's quote. And then he go. And then when people laugh, he goes, oh, I'm not very good at cooking. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he's very jowly when he talks, isn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. He, well, he's, he's trying to impersonate Churchill. I don't know if he's actually... I bet you when he goes home, he's like, oh, dear, what a very difficult day I had. <laughs> and his jowls tighten up. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually incredibly <laughs> handsome. <laughs> I doubt it. Um, God damn that gypsy and her curse. <laughs> Whenever I come in front of the public sphere, I turn into this jowly mess. I look like welted, melted wax. <laughs> curse that gypsy, I say. <laughs> curse her for cursing me. <laughs> I'd vote for that guy. <laughs> now, you or I might just be a simple man with a powerful gypsy curse on him. 
but I think I've got the chops to get this done. I'm very impressed you held that impersonation together. <laughs> I was just waiting. Also, a separate gypsy cursed me and have doomed me with immortality, so I'll be around for a long time. <laughs> Boris, the eternal emperor. And also, a, a third gypsy just cursed me on my way here, and I can talk to animals. <laughs> but unfortunately, I don't want to hear what they say. I don't. Unfortunately, they're just all so dull. Like, seagulls just are scre- screaming all of the time. And it's very annoying for me. I, that's why I don't go to Brighton anymore. You're actually turning into a real Doris impression now. Yeah. It's actually not bad. So that's fine. You've, you, what are we doing? You must have lived in the UK for a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I've, I, I know a lot of actors who talk like that now. So. Don't you have a guy that comes in and shouts, Hello, computer men! Oh yeah, there's a guy in my office that he's, he's one of the more performative, he's like a performance director. And uh, I work on a big iMac in the corner uh, with like the other people who work on iMacs, like the freelancers and stuff. And he's an actor who's never in offices ever, but when he does come in, he just comes over to my area and shouts, Hello, computer corner! <laughs> what computer things are you doing today? Just just stuff, just pressing buttons and stuff. Yeah. Uh, He's the guy who owns Rufus the Black Labrador. Oh, yeah. That's him, yeah. Um, okay, let's get back onto topic. No. <laughs> <laughs> You've written down here, both parties are already whipping up huge m- magic money trees. What is that? I don't understand that sentence. Oh, that's a very specific quote. So, um, do you remember back in the 2017 election, it, it very quickly became not about Brexit and about normal election stuff. Basically, how to run a country. Right. Spending money on things. So Theresa May was in a live Q&A when a nurse was asking her about spending for the NHS and she said something to the effect of, we don't have a magic money tree to just take money from and spend it all. But right. immediately after the election, she found the magic money tree and gave the DUP a billion pounds for in exchange for support. Uh, so the magic magic money tree is like the thing for where new money comes from spending promises like so the UK is essentially still broke after the great recession it's, it hasn't gone into a budget surplus so all this new spending has to come from the magic money tree I see or but what do we have any, like what is that magic money tree well during an election it essentially is just a magic money tree they're not telling you where they're going to just, get the money from it's just promises promises yeah so okay lending borrowing borrowing off the off the international markets and Probably taxes, but they're not going to say that. Right. They're not going to say the taxes part because you never promise new taxes coming into an election. Because that's because people don't like that. People don't like taxes. Although if you're Labour, you're going to prom- promise them on the rich people. And I always say that, no, 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 not, not, the, not, not the well-off people, the rich people. The, ri- the uber rich The people. uber rich. You know, like you. Like the, like the uber guy. Don't <laughs> <laughs> uber. That's what they mean. So the, the point being that this is not, this is already quickly becoming not a Brexit election. Like I think... I watched the coverage for one day. They were shouting at each other like viciously about Brexit. But then the next day it was all about who's going to spend more money on the NHS. Right. But all of this has the undercurrent of Brexit because it's going to have a knock on effect on everything, including like how and where they get their money from and how they have to spend it. In, 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 in real world, yes. But in election land, mm. no. <laughs> uh, That's not, I keep forgetting about election yes, land and its magic money yes, trees yes, and yes. the laws of the laws that don't apply. <laughs> there are no laws. Mad Max magic money mm. tree. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> I'd watch the hell out of that. So here, what, so what are the strategies that the different parties are employing right now? So like I said, Boris is trying to sell himself as being the get Brexit done guy. 
And he's mm-hmm. using that little analogy about having a microwave, a, a Brexit microwave, presumably built in Britain, because mm-hmm. it'd be kind of ironic if it was made in Turkey or something like that. Um, <laughs> that would be funny. But he's also combining that with the Tories promising to spend more on policing the NHS and education. They're the on policing the NHS, <laughs> policing comma the NHS and education. Okay. So you can understand that when someone says those things, they mean different things. Right. Um, I would also say you can expect them to announce uh, tax cut promises, which are, uh, whereas tax rises are never mentioned, tax cuts, people love mentioning them. Uh, is, that, is that something they can realistically do in, like, in the face of, because from what I've heard, in the face of um, Brexit, the economy stands to dip. Yeah, but that's obviously not what Boris Johnson says. Right, of course. Like this is election. I guess I'm trying right now. I'm trying to wrestle the the reality versus like the, I guess the truths that come from election land. You have to live in election land. Well, you don't have. Well, okay, you can't try and rationalize it by saying, "But why are they saying these things?" Yeah, you can point out, "No, that's bollocks." Because, but then also, Boris would counteract that with saying, "No, no, no, that's Project Fear. Brexit is going to be fine." Gypsy curse number four. <laughs> I've I've really got to stop spitting on gypsies. <laughs> he never will. Boris, keep your bigotry out of the Prime Minister's office. Never. Never. Until a gypsy curses me to do as such, you can expect me to not. And those gypsies, they never think of that. They're too, no, that's, that's our problem. They're too busy coming up with really, Hubris. really, really complex and annoying curses, like talking, to, like hearing animals speak and jowls, but they never think, I will curse him to make him a better man. Maybe someday they'll freaky Friday him with Jeremy Corbyn and they'll switch bodies. For one wild Friday. And maybe that'll fix everything. Mm, yeah. No? Yeah. I'm actually trying to think I, I, of something funny, but that actually sounds like a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> good idea, Richie. Boris has also been caught telling lies already about <laughs> some Jesus. important things. So his Brexit deal had to do with the past of, of, of moving the backstop from the border in Ireland to the border between the UK and Northern Ireland. And in the in the in the sea, in the sea. So that was good for everybody except for the Nor- for the unionists in Northern Ireland because they don't want to have any differentiation between Northern Ireland and the rest of the United Kingdom. So what Boris right. is is he's now in Northern Ireland telling lies, saying it's not good to- <laughs> about oh. there not being. Oh, you're not going to have to have your boxes of Tato checked when they move to the United Kingdom. I- that's a Boris guarantee. What do you mean? That is, I'm, that's, sorry, I should, I've left off the question mark. Off that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Boris guarantee? Uh, that's a Boris lie. <laughs> it's talking at the okay. side of his arse. So he's just lying. So the, but he's, the, he's, but the, the, there, there will be checks on those boxes of tape. That is the deal that is in paper. Like that is there what is there between, that is what he, his government has agreed with the European Union. So all he's doing is lying to Northern Ireland. And are Northern Ireland buying it? I doubt it. They've all, yeah. you know, screw me once. Uh, you're a dick. <laughs> no, that's, that's, as the old expression yeah, goes. So that old adage go, the old adage just goes, screw me once and that's it. <laughs> Please. <It's, laughs> How about Labour? Can we talk about Labour? Yeah, so Labour uh, want to spend money on everything. From the money from tree. From the money tree. Um, and in fairness to Labour, they're, they are a very socialistic um, public spending kind of party. So they'd be like, yes, we will make a money tree and spend it because it's better than an austerity acts okay um so they're so when you say everything 
Oh, like absolutely everything is getting promises for public spending. Like housing, yes. NHS, housing, absolutely, leasing. very much housing, totally the NHS. They're also saying that you can't trust the Tories with the NHS because in their Brexit, they will be able to do deals with Donald Trump so that Donald Trump can charge more to the NHS for drugs. Right. Um, which ain't good for the NHS. Which, sorry? Which ain't good for the NHS. No, because it would make spending more expensive. Um, mm-hmm. That isn't necessarily true, but that's kind of the thing that they're spinning. They're basically saying that they're trying to link Donald Trump to Boris as much as they can, which is kind of easy when he goes on UK radio and says things like, I love Boris. If only Boris and Nigel Farage were to get in bed together, they'd be amazing. <laughs> and I'm in the corner. Watching. Just watching. <laughs> well, so what about the uh, Labour Party's Brexit policy? Oh, uh, this is their big downside. It's so confusing. Oh, God. Um, okay, do your best to try and explain it to me. So they want to negotiate a fourth deal with the European Union. Okay. So Because... Theresa May had a deal back in the winter of 2017 that didn't get back to the UK because it involved putting a border between Northern Ireland and the UK. So okay. that backfired and she said no. Then she went back and she got the deal that was rejected loads of times. Then Boris mm-hmm. went back and got, the, he basically brought back the deal from Theresa May got first as a third deal. So what Labour are saying is all those previous deals are terrible. Let's rip them up, throw them away. We will negotiate a new deal with the European Union who I doubt will be very happy about this, but maybe. And then we will put it to a referendum. And the problem being, they won't tell you what's going to be in that deal. And they also won't tell you where what their position will be on that referendum. So that was going to be my immediate follow up question. Yes. And that is everyone's immediate follow up question with any Labour candidate. And their answer is... What about... Oh, he's gone. (laughs) No, no, no. They just stand there. They stand there acting incredulous as if you're asking a stupid question. But they're like, well, obviously we can't give you an answer to that because we have to wait to see what the deal will be. But then, but are you remain or are you leave? Will you be supporting the European Union, the UK leaving the European Union on your deal? And they still won't say Mm. because... Some of them are trying to, are it, the, the insinuation is, is that, oh, well, we could get this deal and still campaign for Remain. Okay. okay. Because they want to keep Remainers who are like 80% of the Labour Party. Sure. So. They're being, it's a, very coy. It's a cop out. Yeah. I don't like it. No. I re- Stand for something, you fall for everything, am I right, Steve? Yeah. That's what I got tattooed in your forehead that time. That's true. So that's why I have to embrace this ideology because it's written on my head. <laughs> What about the Brexit party? What are those chaps up to? Um, They were kind of loud at the start. So Nigel Farage came out and said, we have to do an election pact with the Tories and we'll only do that if they agree to drop their deal and we'll go and do a Canada deal, which is confusing and I don't even want to get into what that will be. Um, Okay. Boris said no. So he's like, okay, I'm going to stand 600 candidates around the country, which is like nearly every constituency. What do you mean by that? The Brexit Party are going to have a candidate in nearly every constituency in the election. Oh, sorry. Okay, I get you. I'm, I'm, yeah, you know the words that I put together? I don't know what you mean by stand. You stand for election. Okay, I get that now. <laughs> have you never heard that expression just say, before? Like, they're all just going to stand up? <laughs> That's it. Their party, their strategy is 600 people constantly standing in 600 different places in the United Kingdom, just shouting. <laughs> to a certain extent, that is what they're doing. <laughs> But one of those people standing and shouting is not Nigel Farage. He's not actually running himself. Why not? He says he doesn't want to. <laughs> he says he. he I'd be, rather not. I'd rather not. It'll be more. He said, like his 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 logic is that it's more. It'll be more useful for him to be able to campaign around the country than to be stuck in one constituency. But the actual implication is is that he's not going to win. And if he's not going to win, then these six hundred nobodies are not going to win. 
Right. All that's going to happen is they are going to come in and slice votes off probably the Tories in most places, but Labour in other places as well. Okay. Um, he, at, at the big rally that they had during the week, he told his prospective candidates to get ready to receive abuse. I've had 25 years of it. And rightly so. <laughs> <laughs> but the implication being is that they're like, oh yeah, we're the ones standing up against all the... We're, yeah, we're the victims. We're the victims. Everyone else yeah. is mean and we're just doing what's right. Yeah. So... Hopefully this will be the last stand of the Brexit party. The really great thing is you hear I've heard nothing about UKIP. No, nothing me neither which, at all. Which is good. Yeah. What about the, what about the the Lib Dems? Lib Dems are basically trying to say that they're going to go from a party of thirteen or fourteen MPs to the majority party with with um, Joe Swinson as the prime minister. That's a big leap. That's 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 uh, that's ambitious. Yeah. Yeah. It's, what are the odds of that? Oh, probably like seven thousand to one or something like that. I think they're yeah they're they're near the bottom of the polls from what I've seen. Oh, really? So like Nigel Farage has got a better chance of being prime minister? No, I think they're about the same. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not going to happen. But they they seem to be opting for like a presidential style thing, where they're they're putting all their hopes and and dreams into Joe Swinson herself as a personality, which is kind of smart. Like she's she's relatively fresh to the national scene. Um, she. It comes off usually she only became the leader like last year did she yeah she only became leader mm-hmm. last year and she hasn't really had much of a chance to get tarnished in the same way that right. Jeremy Corbyn or Boris Johnson would have but mm. most of this depends on still taking them seriously so I seen her interviewed on the BBC where they're like are you actually realistically saying that you're going to want to be Prime Minister and she's like oh well I wouldn't be campaigning if I weren't and he's like no but really and she's like, well, <laughs> like, because she can't say, no, obviously this is just a gambit for us to make as many seats as possible. Yeah, yeah. But that is what it is. <laughs> no, but really. And, she, and then she goes, oh, look, a bird. <laughs> to essentially, except for not look a bird. It's like, leave me alone. You're a big bully. <laughs> um, but the problem is, is that what is going to happen is that the Lib Dems are going to be coming back to probably a hung parliament. We'll get to that later when we get into the useless prediction stage of the podcast. Okay. Uh, but she's already said she won't make Jeremy Corbyn prime minister and she won't make Boris Johnson prime minister. Okay. So that doesn't leave many other plausible candidates. No, apart, if any. Apart from that guy who was outside your window and now lives in my belly button. <laughs> There's loads of fluff in here. Yeah, have you ever seen Doctor Strange Love? You sound just like Peter Sellers' Doctor Strange Love. I've never actually seen Doctor Strange. It's very good. Uh, the rest, to. the Green Party, and Plaid Cymru, who are the Welsh National Party, they've done a deal with the Lib Dems as the three out and out Remainer parties, not including the SNP because they want to go their own way. Um, to it's called an election pact. So they've agreed eighty constituencies around England and Wales that they're not going to stand against each other, and they like divvied it up. So the Lib, oh, okay. the Lib Dems got like three quarters of the seats because they're the bigger party and they're more realistic right. to win. And then the Lib Dems also agreed not to stand in certain constituencies in England and Wales. The idea being that they can try and get... Not as, to split the vote, yeah, to split the f- to get few votes. Have, as, yeah. Because these are out-and-out Remainers. They're like, we're not going to take the UK out of the EU at all, either via okay. a referendum or just if we get enough seats in Parliament revoking Article 50. N- not realistic, but Admiral... But still, it's nice to see some synergy happening there. Yeah. That they're not like, you know having pointless futile disagreements yeah but from what I can see it, it it's kind of pointless and futile election pact at the same time 
<laughs> well, the, the symbolism of it is nice. Yes, it is. It is. Um, the SNP are worth mentioning. They are hoping to gain way more seats. So they started off with about 60 before Theresa May's 2017 election when they hopped down to about 40 odd. But I would say they are likely to pick up the, the 12 or 14 Tory seats that are left in Scotland because they're going to get wiped out get up there again. It'll go back okay. to as it should be with no blue in Scotland. <laughs> and um, if they do well, they are likely to start demanding a second Scottish independence referendum. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's uh yeah, okay. That'll be a whole other thing. No point going. I was going to say, I was going to start a follow, follow up with that. That feels like a, a whole episode in itself. Yeah. One that we've been promising for a long time, but haven't done. We'll get to it. Will we? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next thing. Okay. You have down here... Who is Workington Man? Yes. Question mark. Yes. And there's a link underneath it. Yes. So first of all, Workington Man, I'll give you a brief thing. Apparently some focus groups for the Tories came out and said, you need to target Workington Man. He is he is your key to an election victory. So click. I'm assuming based on context here, this is a hypothetical person. Click on that link. I don't really want to because it looks like, I told you in, the, in our Slack message before, it looks like a spam link. Click on that link. I don't want to. Do it. Hold on. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what voice would he have, Richie? He'd, you know, he'd sound like if you took a Greg sausage roll and turned into a human. That's what he looks like, and could talk. <laughs> that's what that's what it sounds like. I don't know what that sounds like. So he's a very he's a very he's got a very ruddy complexion. I don't think we'd agree with him politically. Probably not. No, actually, he looks like the owner of a dodgy pub in Workington. In Workington, yeah. Workington is a place in northern England, I believe. Is it? Yes. Ah. And I think... That makes more sense. So it's being said is we need to target the the working class leave constituencies. And there's also references to rugby league division two soccer towns. Rugby league division two soccer towns. So my interpretation of the sports ball references there is that rugby league is that faster game of rugby, the one that Ireland doesn't play. Right. And then also the the division two league teams are like the not Man- not the not, Premier League, not Manchester's. Yeah. And not, but Manchester is a northern town, but I guess it's not a leave town. So this is what we get for venturing into sports politics. Okay, yeah, so let's let's roll it back to to the politics stuff where we also shouldn't venture and yet we still do on a bi-weekly basis. Um, <laughs> yeah. Working class leave voters is the main thing. They're trying to say that these are the people that Boris Johnson ap- appeals to. These are also the people that want to get Brexit done and they also want to see spending on things like policing the NHS. They don't give a shit about education, but anyway, the first two. Um, right. They are the people that think that the UK is being taken away from them. They don't like immigration mm-hmm. so much, but they're not out and out Brexit racists, they um, they kind of lose my train of thought because it's very hard to put myself into these seats. So basically, they just yeah. they they want to get Brexit done, and they think and they used to vote for Labour, but now they're willing to move to to perhaps the UKIP before, and they're they're and let's make a home for them in Boris Johnson's party. So right, the idea is is that Boris can get his majority by targeting those seats, right. In places like Warwick. So, what are the tactics for that? Well, it's rolling back to saying we're going to get Brexit done. It's calling Jeremy Corbyn um, a communist socialist. It's um, saying we're going to spend more money on police, which is the implication being is like, oh, yeah, clamp down and then yobbos that I see when I'm walking to the, to the Workington pub. And yeah, and I'm getting me Greg sausage roll. Yeah, and also the, more spending on the NHS because isn't it awful that I can't get 
health benefits because of all the unhealthy lifestyle choices I've made over my life. <laughs> from all the Greg sausage rolls. All the Greg sausage rolls. This has been called a stupid strategy, though. <laughs> by who? By analysts, not by. Okay. <laughs> what do analysts know? <laughs> uh, it's there's something to be said for the fact that some people will just never vote Tory. Right. It, yeah, but they're, they're, I guess the, the, the Tories are betting that Boris Johnson will be the exception, that he's he's so endearing mm. that people will be willing to break their rule and vote for him. Right, because, yeah, because he's not like a Jacob Rees-Mogg. He, yeah. He's more of a, let's, I don't even know the word, I don't even know the adjectives to use right now. <laughs> let's go on to the, what mistakes have been made so far in the campaign, of which even though the campaign's only a couple of days old, there have been many. <laughs> so you mentioned Jason Brief Mogg. He went yeah. on the radio and said that if he was in the Grenfell Tower, he wouldn't have burned to death because he wouldn't have listened to the fire service's advice to stay in the apartments. That's a direct reference My to a report that was brought out recently God. that said that the fire service was wrong to tell people to stay in the apartments. And that's why so many lives were lost, which is... This fucking... This... this it's awful. Yeah. Fucking hell. So... This reminds me of the time um, Mark Wahlberg said... Uh, 9-11 wouldn't have happened if he was on that plane, basically. That he would have been able to, like, wrestle back control of the plane using his muscles. <laughs> he didn't say, that's not a direct quote saying using my muscles, but that was it's cause, the general tone. Um, Ridiculous. Yeah, that wouldn't. That's awful, Jacob Rees-Mogg. It is awful. It's a really shit. What was the context? Like, what, what the fuck? Why, the context why? was is that they were talking about that report that I mentioned. Yeah. It was, it, it was released, like, the day before, and he was just talking and said stupid stuff because he is an evil aristocratic dickhead and wouldn't isn't able to put himself in the shoes of other people jesus christ and i'm going to sneeze no i'm not wait no this is quality content (laughs) i'm in such suspense right now no whenever you it's like whenever i mention my sneezes they go away um the tories have also released oh wait that's hiccups (laughs) (laughs) oh i just shot myself thanks reggie uh, the Tories also released a fake video, a doctored video. So Keir Starmer is the Labour Brexit Party spokesman. He's um, a very media savvy guy. He's usually very good in interviews. But mm-hmm. they released a video with him on Piers Morgan's, I can't remember what the name of his, his UK show is, probably like the worst show ever, AM. And <laughs> Featuring me, shithead, Piers Morgan. <laughs> he was like, oh, what's your Brexit idea? And then it cuts to Keir Starmer and he's just like, duh. And that's their video and they've got funny music and it's like, this is Labour's Brexit strategy. And then Piers Morgan retweeted the video going, that's not what happened. Here's a a link to what the actual clip was where he's like, "Uh, what's your Brexit strategy? Well, my Brexit strategy is blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So they just edited it and tried to make him look like an idiot. And that's ridiculous. It backfired very quickly. Yeah, of course it did. The Tories' um, defense is that, oh, well, obviously you can see it was to be taken in jest in this era of constant misinformation and sharing on the digital forums. Yeah. And, you know, the the Tories and the uh, Labour Party have such a, like, a kind of fun, pranky relationship. <laughs> yeah, oh, lol. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're always jiving with each other, you know? It's great. There's nothing at stake here. No. <laughs> um, oh, shit. We have to move on from laughs to talking about something really awful. Uh, there is an MP in Wales. I think he might have actually been in Boris's cabinet, a dude called Al- Alun Carnes. Um, mm-hmm. He helped a former aide of his sabotage a rape trial in Wales. <gasps> he has had to stand down, I think, from the cabinet, but is still running for election. 
and the Tories had to spend a couple of days defending themselves on that during the week as well. Why, why is he doing that and not being currently being shot into the sun? Um, because the Tories are the nasty party. Jesus, that's fucking disgusting. Yeah, I'm. It's I guess. Can we start a GoFundMe to shoot this man into the sun? Um, let's not start GoFundMe's for shooting MPs at all. No, into the sun, not with a gun. God, Steve. <laughs> uh, you, you know me, I do not support guns or gun violence. Unless they are pointed just, at the sun. I just want to put him into a small capsule and launch him into the sun. No guns uh, involved. I will make a very half-hearted attempt to defend the Tories here by saying it is, I guess, an ongoing legal thing and legal things are kind of hard to talk about and you don't want to be on the wrong side of talking about legal things because then you can go and get sued. Mm. So to a certain extent, maybe they're doing that and they don't want to say, oh, he clearly did the wrong thing, so he'll go back and sue them for millions afterwards. But that's probably less likely than them just going, oh, well, that doesn't matter. We'll just carry on and nobody will think about it. Yeah, Because they're the nasty party. That's awful. This is awful. This is terrible. I hate all this. (laughs) I hate all this so much. Let's talk about about a happier place in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about Northern Ireland. Uh, Northern Ireland is very confused at the moment. So the DUP, the Unionist Party, the, the the only real force from Northern Ireland that's involved in UK politics, because they... The, their alternative Sinn Féin the Republican Party don't actually send their MPs to Westminster they they get elected but they don't go mm. so they're standing and they're going to win about 10 seats Sinn Féin and then mm. the DUP are going to try and increase their things but you see their strategy is really tough now because they're kind of they're, they're, they're stuck with no buddies right. they, they tried to do a deal with the Tories and they got shafted by Boris mm-hmm. but they've always been anti-Jeremy Corbyn so right. they don't really have where do they go a great strategy. I guess it'll just be the normal strategy of vote for us to protect Northern Ireland. I, the Skype call kind of got the signal went a little bit, and I got none of that. <laughs> well, I doubt the listeners who would I, hear the recording. I got, all I got was <laughs> that's all I hear when I hear a DUP candidate speak. Ah, uh, Steve, I saw an article about Russian interference. Hooray! And is this a thing now as well? Yeah. Do I have to worry about Russia interfering with absolutely every aspect of my life now? Is that why you forgot my birthday? Yes. Last episode. It was because of Russian interference. Yes, it was because of Russian interference. Yes. They targeted you with social ads that said my birthday was on a different day. Yes. 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 Oh, Steve, I'm so sorry for getting mad at you. Oh, was that when you get mad? (laughs) (laughs) Me making an awkward joke and then laughing and apologizing. And then weeping for days on end. Um, yes, the Russians are involved, have been involved, and will stay involved in every major Western democratic election from now until eternity. Right. And what has their involvement been on this? So there was a thing, a report that was supposed to be released before this election that would have detailed um, the Russian interference in the Brexit election. And Boris decided to put that on a shelf until after the election because it wouldn't look good for him and his, the campaign that he led right. to have been helped by Russians. And so. perhaps conspiracy conspiratorially is that a word conspirationality Richie's starting to shut down Um, the the Russians are also throwing loads of money at the Tory campaign because I guess they think that they will be the most disruptive for the western powers when you say they're throwing money at them like how does that manifest is it just straight up I'm actually Party donations or is it no because that's very illegal through, yeah 
Yeah, filtered through their kind of business interests in London, I guess. Right. It's it's like it's very complicated and there are lots of loopholes and it's tricky, but essentially mm. it looks like they're they've given them a couple of hundred thousand pounds already. And that's okay. just the direct the d- direct donations to the Tory party. There are also the dark money spending, like the, the, the shady money that they could be spending with fake news accounts and stuff like that online and right. Twitter Twitter trolls. It is also worth spending that the Tories are famously linked to the Russian oligarchs already. They've already been receiving loads of money off Russian billionaires even before this whole Putin interference thing happened. Because they Putin rushed. and interference, those two words feel like they should marry together like into a portmanteau pretty easily, but I don't know. Putin 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 inter- you know what I mean? Putin himself in every election. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you should work for Putin. <laughs> Maybe I do. Oh no! <laughs> this is why you forget my birthday. Because I'm too busy being a Russian operative. Yeah. Where's my present? <laughs> it's on the way. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Russia. We're done with Russia. That's it. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. They're there. They're they're fucking up the UK election as always. And afterwards, who if if the if the Tories do end up winning, their victory will be taken away a little bit, diminished a little bit by the fact that there was Russian Tainted. interference. Tainted. Tainted. And that's not going to change. I'm just no. waiting for it. They're actually, they are starting to talk about it in the context of Ireland as well. Oh, God. No. Sinn Féin, apparently. Everyone's going to forget my birthday. <laughs> yeah, you'd be coming home and your mom's like, who are you? <gasps> no! <laughs> Mammy Nolan, no! Mammy Nolan listens to every episode. Mammy Nolan, if you're listening to this now, never forget my birthday. If Putin knocks on the door, you run away. Well, that's probably a good idea anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I don't think Mammy Nolan needed me to tell her that. You can leave Ashing behind, Mammy. <laughs> Sacrifice Ashley. <laughs> Ashing's my little sister. Uh, do, you to, do you want to talk about your predictions? Uh, sure. So Labour have an incredibly difficult mountain to climb if they're talking about getting a majority. I think they have to get like 60 seats. Whoa. And they, I mean, I've I've made a point not to mention polls in this episode because... Back in 2017, when we were, but but political sprogs, right. we were making strong predictions that Theresa May was going to storm home with a massive majority and that Jeremy Corbyn was a terrible candidate and was going to drive Labour into the ground. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. And then happen. what happened? <laughs> well, that didn't happen, but Labour no. didn't win. I, I, right. I do want to bring up the fact that Labour won by losing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I like saying that. And, and that Theresa May lost by winning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, <laughs> welcome to politics. This is why, I, Steve. I get it now. <laughs> There's just like I got a tingly feeling in my brain, and now I finally understand politics. We can shut down this show. I get it. No, 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 no. Where? How else am I going to funnel all this money from Moscow? Oh no. <laughs> you got, do uh, fucking state of 2020. That's your new fucking shell corp. Oh, okay. And great. also, there's your plug. <laughs> Thank. <laughs> You angrily Listen to Steve's new podcast Stay angrily, in 2020 Link in the angrily description Angrily dismissively Recommending my podcast there There's and, a, your... and implying strong connection, Connections to Russia <laughs> I'm not bitter You're doing a different show Who says I'm bitter You're doing a different show and I, I got a tweet about it Saying Listen to Steve's North Korea sympathetic Podcast And then you're going to Link what on politics By accident <laughs> Oh, sorry. 
Oh yes. my god. Continue. Labor, Labour have a very big mountain to climb and the fact that they're hazy about Brexit probably isn't going to help them either. No. Um, so I would predict that it, it is nigh on impossible for Labour to come back with a majority. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I'll be delighted to see when they do. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Good. You put it out there into the universe. You've tricked the universe. Uh, yeah. But it is likely that if they do come back, they will have to do a deal with the SNP and the Lib Dems for either like a minority government supported by them or an actual coalition. Okay. Um, what about the Tory party? See, this is it. My gut feeling says that they are going to win a majority. Okay. A small one. And that it's not really going to help Boris that much. He'll probably get this part of the Brexit through. But then, of course, because Brexit is now an eternal and forever thing, when it comes to negotiating the post-Brexit deal, which is the next stage, that will end up becoming incredibly difficult because of whatever makeup his Tory party is. Okay. Okay. I Does that make sense? I, follow. I think I follow. I preferred it when we could just say lost by winning and win by losing. But I think I follow. That is the same thing. <laughs> okay. Okay, great. Why didn't you just say that? <laughs> Boris Johnson will win, but he will end up losing in the in the medium term. Mm-hmm. And I really hope I'm wrong because that would be bad for the UK. Yeah, absolutely. I have a vote. I'm going to vote in this one. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I have, I have, I have a per- Irish citizens with a permanent UK address can vote. So... Do you want to buy my vote? No. I'm going to gamble my vote away. <laughs> do, do, you, do you know who is running in your constituency? Politicians. <laughs> How long have you been hosting a politics podcast? Oh, you know. <laughs> I'll look it up. I'll look it up beforehand. I always do. I will say that if you are reading around the election now over the next couple of weeks, be very careful about what you're reading and who you're listening to. Obviously, everything that we've said is totally golden and great. Right, yeah, we, we're separate from this. But what, to, to what end? Is this because of bias? Yes, the UK biases? media is incredibly biased. Like, I mean, I know essentially all media has bias, but at the same time, these guys have such direct biases to the parties that they support. And they'll be giving you a spiel while you'd be like, oh, wow, okay, I get it. And then you won't realize that they're literally also campaigning and knocking on doors for the party that they're trying to spin things for. Okay. And I'm saying that on both sides. Right, okay. So your guardians and your telegraphs and Guardian well, the Guardian's okay. The Telegraph is a piece of shit. Um <laughs> The Financial Times is okay, but then you also have to get a magazine called How to Spend It, which makes you feel poor because it's it's designed <laughs> specifically for millionaires. Oh. And then you have the Economist, which probably don't say nice things about Jeremy Corbyn. Um yeah. What do you recommend just- then? I would recommend listening to the aforementioned election cast, which is the BBC From a small have had a- independent BBC. <laughs> Well, the BBC is independent. That's true. It's mandated to be. It has to be. No matter what both sides tell you, because it, it, it is good to see that neither, nobody likes the BBC. <laughs> that means they're doing, that means they're doing things right. Yeah. So I would recommend listening to their podcast. I think it might be five weekly, um, daily, five, five days a week. Five weekly, daily, five, five days weekly, day, five, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll stick a, I'll stick a link in the show notes as well. Every Workington man day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You, you orgasmed again. That wasn't a sex shudder. That was just a good old fashioned shudder. Uh, I would also like to recommend another podcast, not to do with the UK election, but to do with Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, your boy. My boy. It's a, it's actually, this was recommended to us via Instagram. Um, someone sent us a message, but Instagram has a new thing now that when you read a message, it asks you, do you want to put it into the general or primary mailbox? Have you noticed that? No. 
But then when I clicked one of the buttons, the message disappeared. So oh, I, don't no. know who, I don't know who sent us the message, but I did manage to read it before it disappeared. Um, but thank you to the listener. And if you're listening to this again, send us another message and hopefully I'll be able to give you a proper credit next time. Um, <laughs> it's, about, it's about Teddy Roosevelt and how he overcame loads of different bits. So the first one was about weakness. Oh, is it um like what's the for? Is it like a, a chat based podcast or is it like a scripted thing? Like what scripted? It's more scripted. Oh, nice. Okay. So it's obviously not as good as our two part special on Teddy Roosevelt, but for sure, it's a close fifth. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's it. Is it cool? I'll put a link for that in the show notes as well. Uh, excellent. Do you want to plug? Do you want to do a proper plug for um, State of Twenty Twenty? <laughs> if you want to learn more about American politics, something we haven't mentioned that much at all in this episode, go listen mm-hmm. to the State of Twenty Twenty, a Headstuff podcast hosted by me. It's amazing. Quite sporadic in its releases at the moment, but that's because I'm going for releasing good episodes as opposed to bad ones. Not like this show. <laughs> not like this. I was going to say, not like this heap of garbage. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're still finding our feet. It's not 100%, but it will be soon. So keep listening. That's <laughs> you're talking about us. Oh, I am. We'll never be 100%. <laughs> I cannot find my feet for love nor money. <laughs> Do I have feet? <laughs> yeah, there, there's a, I, I, I've been putting a link to that in, in all the episodes for, for the past while, uh, but I will continue to do so. So uh, yeah, say 2020 in the show notes if you want to check that out. Uh, the live show, we mentioned it up top, but as Steve said, three quarters of the tickets are gone. Um, and these things usually kind of, you know, as it gets closer to the day, people who've been sitting on it kind of snap up tickets so it could end up snowballing. And you don't want to miss out a chance to see us. No. Or Lena or Inside Politics guys. Mostly us. It'd be very sad. Lena. Mostly us. Get it before all before Russians buy up all the tickets. Maybe it's too late. Maybe it is too late. Watch your ads. They might try and um, tell you that's on a different day so people don't go because we're very influential people in Western <laughs> politics. Uh, we're also doing a book club we've mentioned yeah. it before and we've, we've managed to get an author who is it Steve? Hannah Jameson she is a young UK author she wrote, wrote, has written a good few books but her latest one is called The Last mm-hmm. it is a political thriller I guess you could call it but also Ooh. kind of dystopian which Ooh, is right that's great. Up, it's right up my alley I love reading yeah, about that yeah you love dystopians you uh, love politics you like yeah, books yeah. you big I, nerd there you go so do you you big nerd I do I do like books I am fucking really enjoying the Mistborn series right now Sorry, you're going to talk about a different book. <laughs> Here, don't, let me interrupt you talking about our book club while I talk about a different book I'm reading. <laughs> Go by The Last by Hannah Jameson. We are going yes. to try and schedule an interview with her by, for the end of January. So mm-hmm. we will be asking for questions in advance of that. And obviously you will be at an advantage if you have read the book. Yeah, that, that usually helps. So Richie, you should buy and read the book in the meantime as well. I will. Whenever you're done reading that other book that you should mention again. Mistborn? Damn it. <laughs> Shit. Brandon Sanderson does not need more money. <laughs> Poor struggling. Actually, no, wait, he artist. does. He's got like dozens of kids. Does he? He's got loads of kids, yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Actually, yeah. Maybe maybe it's his kids who write all the books. That's how he's able to churn them out. That's how he does it. That's how he releases three massive books a year. He's got this yeah. little factory of little, little writer's room. Little Sanderson's. Little Sandy's. It's- Oh, a thousand Sandersons on a thousand typewriters will eventually write the complete works of Shakespeare. Ah, oh, no, because they're his stock. Each one, each of them is fantastic. That's true. Uh, that it? That's it. I went. To, oh, hold on. What does the what does that dude sound like? I feel I've lost his voice. He kind of sounds like he's left. You're not even saying any words anymore. I'm not. What's wrong? It's because he's strapped in your belly button. He's got lint in his mouth. Uh, who's Linton? <laughs> Linton, oh, no. Why is he in his mouth? Uh, 
Ugh. So there's a little man trapped in my belly who has another little man trapped in his mouth. Yeah, it's, it's like a Russian doll situation. <gasps> Russians. Oh, they're everywhere. <laughs> okay, Richie. Goodbye, Steve. I'm squinting at you right now, even though you can't see me. Goodbye, Richie. Goodbye. Oh, gross. Oh. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello? Anyone there? I'm still trapped in Steve's belly button. It's surprisingly echoey. I've made a pillow out of his belly button fluff. It's okay. It's, it's alright, sleep. I do miss sunlight, though.